0: Okay, we are continuing here in the Yerucha and um, we are learning about partnerships and corporations, Shutvim, and we are going to start today on page 47 um Okay, and um, the last year that we had, which was a while ago, um, we we talked about um, uh, profits and losses um, in the Shoftes. That was really um, the sugyo. So now let us talk about um, the next thing we're going to talk about is um, money that is used and invested into the Shutfah. So on page 47, we have the Shulchan Aruch, and Simen Ayin Zayin. Not here. Okay, and Simen Ayin Zion. So the Shulchan Aruch says here like this, Sif Aleph, or the, let's see the title of the Simen is, Din Shnaim Shalavu Me'echad, Two People Who Borrow From One Person, and Shutzfin Shalova Echol and partners that one of them borrowed himself. So let's see the Shulchan Aruch, Sif Aleph, Shneim Ke'achad, two people that borrowed money together as one, or Shelachu Me'ka or they bought something together. So if you have over here, let's say two partners, and they borrow money from one person, so they borrow $100, the partnership, these two partners borrow $100, so each one of them is obligated and responsible for half, $50, two people borrowing. However, even though their responsibility is for half, but they become arevim zelozeh, each one is a guarantor for the other. So in other words, I'm personally obligated for $50, but I'm a guarantor, I'm an arev, for your $50. Even though they didn't explicitly say that, that's, we, that's the assumption of what's going on. So therefore, if now comes time to pay the loan, and one of them doesn't have any uh, money to pay, so he collects from the other one the entire thing. But let's say they both have nechassim. They both have um, money. The halacha is when it comes to a guarantor, a simple guarantor. Uh, the halacha is you could only go to the arev if you first go to the borrower. If he doesn't have money, then you could go to the arev. Certain types of arevim um, accept on themselves to be on the same footing as the borrower, meaning you could even go to him first. That's called an arev kablon. That he accepted on himself that you don't have to go to the borrower and him not have money to come to me. You could come to me first. But without such an acceptance, a regular arev, the guarantor, is saying, Listen, if the borrower doesn't have money, I'll pay. But you first got to go to him. And whatever he has, you take from him. So the same thing over here with the two partners. That's what it means they're guarantors for each other. Because you, sa- you could have asked and said, what does that mean? I'm only obligated in half and I'm a guarantor for the other half. So what's the difference? I'm obligated in the whole thing. The answer is no. You're only obligated in the other half if your partner doesn't have what to pay. Because you're an arev. But if your partner has what to pay, he can't come to you first. Avom um, yesh le nechasem and therefore, they, he just collects from each one the half that um, the half that is uh, that he that he accepted on himself. Okay. Elim kain pirshu the the this 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 um, the bulb the The not bold is like the Ramah. You would see it in the regular Shachanach. Unless they explicitly stated, That's what I said before. If they explicitly say, we're this type of Arev, that is actually like a borrower, you could come to us first, then of course you can. -er If one of them paid the entire debt, so he goes back to his friend and collects. And Arev could go back to the borrower and say, Listen, I paid your debt for you, so now you owe me the money. Okay. Now let's go to Siv Beis. So now you have a partnership, and one of them goes and borrows money for the partnership. So, Asheni Meshubud. So the other partner is obligated to be the like a shutef in this in this in this uh, loan even though he wasn't there when they made the acquiring for the loan um, However, since it was made for the shutvis, so he automatically is obligated as a shot. So the basic idea here is that when one person borrows for the partnership, it's as if both borrowed at the same time. So just like in Sif Aleph, when both borrowed at the same time, they're both obligated in half and in order for the other half. So when one person borrows for the partnership, if the other partner admits and agrees that the loan took place for the partnership, or, Edim came along and said that um, the loan took place for the partnership. So then, by default, it becomes like both of them did the actual borrowing. That is the Lashon of the Shulchan Aruch. But the Rama argues, he says, If the only way that this loan was substantiated was through witnesses... I'm sorry, um, was not through witnesses, was just that the partner agreed and admitted that it happened. So the Ramon is saying a very interesting chiddush here. Normally we say that the purpose of witnesses, in chay the monetary laws, the purpose of witnesses is just to determine what actually happened. If I agree and admit that it happened, even if there were no witnesses, I don't really need more than that, right? We've mentioned this before. If you get married to a woman with kedushin, you need witnesses for it to work. If you both admit that, if you both admit that you got married and there were no witnesses there, it just doesn't work because you need for the chalais, you need the witnesses. But for monetary issues, witnesses are just there to make sure the truth is being told. But if I agree that it happened, you don't need the witnesses. That's usually. So Ramaz is saying over here. He says if there were no witnesses here that the loan took place, even if the partner agrees that it happened, he does not have he's not obligated to pay his half. Now, if there's money in the partnership, the partnership has to pay. But if there's no money, there's not a corporation here. So uh, if it's not a corporation, so then everyone has personal liability as well. So if there's no money in the partnership, so then each person has to pay. And that's what we said before, and each one is an ariv for the other. But here he's saying that if I agree that you borrowed for the partnership, but there are no adim, so if there's money in the partnership, the partnership pays. If there's no money, I don't have to pay my half. The nire li <laughs> lo so the Rav is saying, Ye like that, and this is what I think we should paschim, which is a very interesting psalm, like we're saying. Um, so it, it's a little hard to understand why this is true, because if I admit it happened, so then should be, why all of a sudden do we need witnesses? So the Shach, we don't have it here on the page, the Shach tries to give a little bit of, of an explanation, and. It's, again, it's, it's, it's hard to understand. He says, because really, um, he, the shah goes to the Shainim and the but basically, he says something along the lines that since really this partner didn't, wasn't involved at all, he didn't do anything, the other partner did the borrowing, so in order to make him personally responsible, somehow you need aid him. Again, it doesn't fit with our rules of what Eidim are for. Eidim are just to make it true. And if I admit it, so what's the problem? So, we'll leave it as, it's, as, as hard to understand. The Achreinim are busy with it. Um, still not here, Rufal. Uh, um, but, um, but that's the Halach, and that's the Ramos Hims to Paschum. Again, in a case where partners are, are, are it's, it's incorporated, this whole discussion doesn't make a difference anyways because there's no personal liability anyways in a corporation. And everyone agrees that the partnership has to pay no matter what. So it's not really such a in that, such a situation. Again, you could have two partners who are not incorporated. But usually, they won't, don't want personal liability. This is a like where one is borrowing the money. Other one was not for that at all, he didn't agree with it. The oh, if he doesn't, if he doesn't want it to happen. But he agree with me, yeah. Oh, so let's look at, the, so let's look at the next, the next page. On page forty-eight, page forty-eight is sif On the top, So you have a partner, and or a business uh, associate, and. He did business with something that's usher to do business with. You're not allowed to do business with nevelos and trephis. Anything that is usher midairaisa to eat, there's an isher midairabonon to do schayro with. Do business with. One summer when we did one of our svarim, you know, between Minchar Mariv, I don't remember which one it was, commerce and halacha, maybe one of those, um, we spoke about it. So here you have one business partner who went and did business with the partnership's money in Dvarim HaAsurim. So what is the position of the other partners? Which is similar to what you're saying, where the guy didn't want it to happen. right? So here, uh, they don't want to do it, yes, sir. Haskhar mm-hmm. <laughs> emta. So says the Shulchan Aruch, if there's profit, everybody profits. Vim Hifsid, but if there's a loss, hifsid La'atzmai. <laughs> Only the one who did the iser, he has to take the full brunt of the loss. Up, look, if you do something, for example, you, you know, if you're doing business with, with strength, for example, if the money comes out of that, that's probably that, that's, that's your to keep words... Yeah, it's not, there's no knas on it. No yeah, on it. No. <laughs> so, he's saying an interesting thing, that the, the cases where he does the davar aser, everybody could gain... But only he loses, because once again, uh, we didn't get involved in this for losses. Let's say one of the partners goes and steals. im go down to the bottom. So if they have to split it. But if him If somehow there's a loss, so then he has to take the loss himself. This is referring to the loss happened before the other partner knew about it. But if they actually split the stolen article, and then they came and they said, what do you mean? You got to give it back. So of course, Obviously, if they already split the gneva, so that now that when it has to be paid back, even the partners who didn't steal got to pay it back. We're talking about in a case where it was it was uh, somehow um, the Hafsid was beforehand, um, right? So this is the the saying a big over here that when you do something that's not in the best interest, <coughs> excuse me, of the partnership or something that they're not they're not interesting in being a part of or stealing so then the sechar is but the hefzid is only on the one himself who did it so if you look at the shach on the top the top line all the way at the top says the shach he says I don't like this halacha he says I don't, I don't think it's true um now, now, where does this come from? So if you look at the, uh, the go down to the la- um, four lines, to the end of the uh, fourth line, the last wide line there on top. So he brings down, There's the Yerushalmi. The source of this is Yerushalmi. What does Yerushalmi say? V'chein shutuf shematzah metziah ayganah v'igazah chalkim. A shutuf that found the metziah or stole, they split. So that sounds like if there's any prophets, even though it was something that was uh, illegal, so you split it. But the Shach is arguing and he's saying the Yerushalmi is beloshin Bitmiya kamar. The Yerushalmi is saying it in a wonderment. Are you going to say a Shutuf who stole that they should split the prophets? It all depends on the nigan, right? Or if there's a question mark at the end. Right? There's no trup. I always say there's no trup, you know? You have to know what the trup is. I always tell my, my kids, you know what I mean? When you text, there's no trup. You know what I mean? So you think you said it like this, and the other person reads it like that, right? And he thinks you're screaming at him, and you're not really screaming at him. Or the opposite. There's no trup in text. If you talk, you hear how a person is talking. You know if it's a question mark, you know exclamation point, or a statement. So here also, the source seems to be the Yishalmi. Says the 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 Yishalmi is a losh in So therefore, he's saying the whole halacha is incorrect because the Yishalmi is saying it's natural. If you do something illegal, you get the profits and you have the losses. It's all the ganav and not and, and, and nothing to split. Um, and then he says, um, I also have another question. Though. Do you me compares finding a mitzia to stealing? We Paskins, if you're a Shutaf in something, and you find a Metziah, it doesn't go to the as you can keep it. So That's what he says. Um, and then he continues, he says, it's just not logical, he says. One shut of goes and steals, so they get to split it. So the the only case is um, he says, the Yesh Aimrim that's in Nagos Mordechai, that's talking about a specific case. In other words, he's saying like this. He's saying, I heard from a Gadol Echad, it's not logical. It's not logical that if you one should have steals, that the other one should split it with him. Well, what's the logic behind that? He, they split it, but the loss is all the Ganevs? He says, I, there is a Yesh Oymrim, Nagos Mordechai, Maimini, that says that. That's referring to a case whereby the one shut of stealing, it put the, all the other shudfim at risk. Put them at risk for something, whatever it is. See, nowadays, if one person in the business steals, the whole business could be liable for it. So in that case, where there was a danger to the rest of the partners, there's a yeshayimrim that says if there's any profit, they at least should gain out of it. They should at least gain because they were risked. They didn't take a risk, they were risked. But if you don't have that, so then he says it's not logical that just because one steals, it automatically becomes part of the partnership. So that is another Knei chair in partners and, uh, and, um, and uh, profits that come from that. Okay, let us move on to another Shiloh, and that is as follows What is the liability of a business for employees that damage? Meaning, in modern contemporary law, Usually a business is liable for its employees, whatever the official uh, legal names for it. There's all different types of stuff. There's uh, just liability. There's also um, some type of Latin word or something, forgot what it is, that if you're like the in charge of someone, you could be liable for all your underlings. You know, if you're the supervisor, whatever it is. What's the halacha in, what's the halacha in Mishpah? For example, let's say you, um, someone walks into your building and the, uh, and the janitor had, uh, you know, used extremely slippery, uh, left some water on the floor over there and a guy slipped. So in modern law, you don't sue the janitor, right? You don't even sue his supervisor. The whole business is liable for it. So what's the halacha in, in... Uh, in, in Shulchan Aruch. So on the top there, on the right side, all the way at the top, the Erech Shai, and uh, the last three words in the line, he writes, Ma'iseh b'echod bala There was a story with somebody who hired a wagon driver to bring uh, some merchandise. Now the bala he's is a businessman. He's not the one who always does all the work. He sent his, uh, his servant, his helper, to go do it. V'yod now, the guy who hired him, he knew that the driver wasn't the owner. He knew he sent one of his workers. And he didn't protest. And then the, the merchandise was stolen. So the first thing, he came along and he said, listen, who's obligated here? The... Wagon driver is like a shimerzacher. He's being hired to do a seicher like a shimerzacher. So the wagon driver is the one who's liable. So he has to pay if it's lost. Let's say he doesn't have any money. So I want to go now to the balagala, the owner, and I want to say, "Listen, you're wet. What do I do? I wasn't the shimerzacher. He was the shimerzacher." So at first he said that. The first is I wanted to say that when the mishareis doesn't have what to pay, the balagala's potter. But one thing he says is that he doesn't get the wages that he was hired that he, the, to be paid. In other words, the, the guy who hired him probably hired him for 100 dollars to take his cairiro. Who did he pay? He paid the owner, right? The owner then sent his worker, who he pays 10 bucks an hour, to go do it. And it was stolen. So you go to the worker, the worker says, "Listen, I don't have what to pay. I know I'm a Shemer soccer. I'm hi Neyva Aveda. I don't have what to pay." So I go to the Balagola, I say, Mr. Balagola, you know, the Sechar was worth 300 bucks, I want my money. So, I'm not Makhliev, I wasn't the Shimer. So he says, you're right, you don't have to pay, but you also don't get your hundred dollars. The mice didn't do the job. You didn't do the job. So that's what he says I wanted to say. But now, if he continues, and he goes through Halachas of Shomrim, 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 and all types of stuff. So you go to the second paragraph. Ach, <inaudible> <He> da'iti says, haminug da mi'gnei Migneva, veda balagola it's true in strict halacha, the balagalla is not obligated, but the minig is, the custom is, the norm is that the responsibility is on the balagalla after shalach Mishar se be a even though the renter knows you're sending your worker. Since that's the minig, it's as if they made it such a tnaikimavur le'el, like we've said in other places, in Membeis, in and in Reishbeis, Shein Chalches, or with we've mentioned this Shubb's Chhsamsayfar before, Dimashu Miniga HaSaychrim, Afilu Hu Shiloyke Din Taira Eyn The famous words of the Chhsamsayfar, what is the custom of the industry, even if it's not the Din Taira, you don't change, because when it comes to monetary laws, like we say in Boba Kama, we went through that Gemara already. So even if the loss is more than the rental, the loss was $300, the rental was only $100, the owner has to pay the $300. So that is how the Erech Shai passes. So basically he's saying I'll pee halacha you're not mechuyiv you're not mechuyiv but if that's the minig so then that becomes the halacha. Now this is Nageya. This is very Negea. This is Nageya. if you have a Mishael um, comes up all the time. Person's a plumber an electrician. He owns a business. Sends his worker into your house. Right? And something happens. An accident. Okay accident. You have to know accident. Let's say he, whatever he's mazik something. Leaves the door open. There's a gnev. He does a pshia. Something like that. And so, who's mechuyev to pay? Is the worker mechuyev to pay, or is the owner mechuyev to pay? So I going to say, listen, go 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 go, go the the uh, the worker. He's the, he's obligated to. Well, if the minig is that, and this the minig is, we're saying this is the minig in the industry that the owner has responsibility. Even if Alp tira he does not, even alpidin he does not. But that's the minig. That's the minig. Um, Okay, now, if we turn the page to page 50, we have a story here in a sefer called Chemnas Moshe. I think his name was Moshe Perlmutter, I think. And um, over here on the right side, on the bottom, he writes, Sivan, tof nun he. So how many years ago is that? We're in Tafshin Pei, Aleph, so it's about 130... Uh, 20, um, 120 years ago or something, right? Twenty-six years ago. hundred and twenty-six years ago. Balafana Ruvain. The following case happened. Ruvain Tavam is Shimon Shishalamoy Bigramosai. Ruvain brought Shimon to Dentira and he wanted him to pay what damage happened indirectly by him. Hainu, what was the case? Kinasan Leharbei Khatikhaira he gave him many pieces of merchandise to improve them. Vidarka Shalumana Presser, now the way it worked was, Lichtai Mido is ha amma is He would write the measurements on each piece, how long it was. Viha fabricant, that's the fabric guy, Hanoi Presser. So the basic idea here is someone is marking the size of each piece of uh, merchandise. Okay? And they rely that that is correct, whatever the measurement was. Because now they're going to go and sell it based on the measurement that was on there. Right? So a guy's going to come in, I need three yards of this. Well, they're going to look, which one's the three-yard one? The problem was, he mismeasured many of the pieces, he wrote less than really was there. And then, after, even though you'll say, you know, it's only an inch here, an inch there, but you add it up, it ended up being a very big damage to them. Why? Because he sold them far away, and it was many different pieces. Um, you know sometimes even though you rip the guy off a few dollars but in order to pacify him it costs much more than that so it costs him much more money to pacify them now Shimon doesn't disagree he says yeah but I'm not the made the mistake my workers made the mistake everyone knows I'm not the guy who does the measuring right? you have a business, you own a dry cleaners, right? you own a dry cleaner, you're not the guy cleaning the clothes Right? the workers clean the clothes. Everybody knows your workers clean the clothes. So this was the Shiloh. So Reuven came along and said, listen, I don't care if it was your workers that made the mistake. Lama because of you, I had a, I had a big loss. Um, so, so he goes, first he tries to compare it to one case. Now if you go to the bottom of the next column over there, Ulam, L'chayre yesh liftar eshim acher, Kaven she a duel, a ruven, shim and batsmen, a similacha, Vigame in a kaiser of atsmai, es medo samas a cochati of a call nasa de pailov. Um, Imken ken Lid shlid myslash a costa behoish a mishbot, demishi a duo of a vadish and a rog a lishmapi called the mosso be at acher, dinaka mysl of nevesi. In other words, because of Shamashach, the Vizem Pasha Akram, the Shalm Potter and Nifgot, a filosvarishina, so. So this is a case where you know that when you give someone something to watch, they don't watch it themselves. Um, And they give it over to someone else. See, there's a halacha that when I give you something to watch, I assume that it's not only you, it'll be your family as well. So they're all considered part of the the, the ones who are able to watch it. Mashaink, if you give it over to a third party, right? no one allowed you to give it over to a third party. I told you to watch it. So then you're liable. So he's saying, since he knew over here that he doesn't do the work himself, he gives it to his workers, they're like B'nai B'sai. And since they're like B'nai B'esai, that means to say, I know that you're not doing it yourself, so therefore I'm not going to obligate you if something goes wrong, because it's as if I'm giving it directly to them. So that's what he wants to say. Most school training, you know, either or in short or the Right oh so let's so go let's go to the next paragraph the bottom he says the meaning in our place is that um If it gets ruined through the workers, the owner pays. Even though everybody knows he's not doing the work, but that's the custom, that the owner takes liability. So he's like saying, I'm responsible for anything that comes their way. So that's how he paskins. He paskins over here, which is the same pretty much as the Erech Shai. Right, that what a, it's true. Maybe in halacha, you could get out of it. But if the minig is that way, so that's like you're saying. If that's the minig in the amongst the uh, tradesmen, and the fact that they have insurance for everybody is gufa araya, right? So that the minig becomes the halacha. Now, the, the, he writes this in numerous chuvas actually. Um, this this concept, but there is one shuva in a different place that uh, I didn't see it. But the the uh, Rabbi, uh, Grossman who put these marumakayimis together, so he said that there's a shuva in another place that says that no, that um, it's possible that um, it's possible that people think that since this is the custom that we have to follow it according to the Torah. But if you prove to them that the din tira is different, so then they could say, man, no, why should we follow the custom? Why wouldn't we want to follow the din which is now an opposite svara than we've said till now. Till now we always said the minute goes against the din tira. Now he's saying a svara, the opposite, then no we think, we thought that's the minute because we thought that's the way you're supposed to do things but if you tell us that the din Torah is not like that, we're two Jews why would we want to follow a minig? shouldn't we follow what the Torah says? so which is, throws a monkey wrench into all our svaras and in fact, so Rabbi Grossman said that it's interesting in Chayish Mishpat we find both of these svaras most of the time we find the svarah that the minig establishes the halacha even against what the Torah says sometimes we find such a concept and it's hard to understand when you employ that concept. For example, Rabbi Shleim Zalvin Arbach said it in a case about workers striking. According to the entire in most cases, a worker, no, I shouldn't say most cases, in many cases, a worker can't strike. Again, if he's a pile, he's able to be chayzer b'chatsi hayoyim, right? But let's say he's a tradesman or something. There are cases where you can't back out. So am I allowed to strike? Do we find such a thing in, in the Torah of striking? So, they want. So some people want to say, okay, but in the industry, the custom is you could strike. It's a norm. So, Rabsalem Zalman says, well, what are you talking about? Two Jews get together, they follow the entire, who cares what the norm is? There's no norm, the norm is to follow the entire. So, Rabsalem Azalman Zalman's using the Savara and saying, you don't, know you say with the Minik, right? And here, uh, this uh, Chemdash Moishah, and one of the Chuvahs also throws an Asvara. Although we have the Chesam Seifer and all these other Chemdash Moishahs and all different ones that always say that the Minig decides what, even against the tyra. So it's a little hard to understand. And I guess maybe you have to go through each case to figure out why that's different. Um, why that's different. But uh, the bottom line is normally we'll say that the, you go with the Minig. And therefore, I think Bismarck says, well, when you hire workers, when you, know, when you have workers, you send out workers that work for you, um, you know, like you're saying, the Rebbe Chaim said usually they're insured anyways, which shows the minig that really there is this, you know, liability that we take on as a, as a corporation or as a business. But even if they wouldn't have it, the assumption is that the owner takes responsibility for it. And even if the owner is going to be smart and come and prove midin ta'ira that he's not too. Um, however, however, if the minig is like that, it seems that the minig would override that. Um, okay, we'll stop here for today. Bez Hashem, we will continue on Wednesday.